Welcome to Data Beats. Uh, if you haven't already, do subscribe. Today, Mona Rakibe, the CEO of Telmai, is here to demystify data observability. So, here we go. Hey, Mona, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me over, and thank you for the morning beat on Monday. This is awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, let's jump right in, uh, Mona. What is data observability, and why is it important? So, let's start with what is observability, right? The term comes from control theory where you can look at external signals and predict what's going on inside the system. The similar concept now, observability, has been used in various different tech uh, companies or tech um, systems, be it API observability, infrastructure observability, and so on. So, so data observability is no different. You can look at data and you can start gathering a lot of different signals about your data and systematically predict if there's something wrong with the health of the data. So there's no downstream impact or before there is any downstream impact, you can figure out if something's going on with your data. So that in a nutshell is data observability. Right, okay, so, so there's a fair bit of confusion uh, in the observability space and there are many different tools with, you know, like varying levels of you know features and capabilities. So let's try to sort of demystify the data observability stack, right? Um, can you first describe what is data infrastructure monitoring? So to me, it really boils down to whom are you observing and whom are you monitoring, right? Uh, the moment you said data infrastructure observability, you are talking about the infrastructure that hosts your data. These are your storage devices. These are your transformation devices. These are the, uh, so you talk about your uh, DBT, you talk about your S3, um, Delta Lakes, uh, uh, Snowflake, and so on. So typically, a data engineer is also looking for, when they look at these systems, that are these systems performant? Are these um, systems cost optimized? Are these systems, the queries that are generated are running at the optimal uh, pace and so on. So when you do all of that and you start observing if these things are working as expected, that's monitoring the infrastructure itself. That is the infrastructure used to the right potential. Then there's the data itself. Is your hero, hero the data itself? And when I say data itself, is this is the data which is used to fuel your business and analytics and machine learning, the actual data itself. And you're observing if this data actually has any signals to indicate that the gar there is garbage in this data. So then you are observing the data itself and that becomes data observability. Telmai sits in the data observability space, not so much on the infrastructure observability space, but today a lot of tools are either doing one better than the others or doing both of it. Okay, cool. So you've already sort of answered my next question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, what about monitoring the actual data in the in the data warehouse? Very good question, actually, Arpit. So a lot of tools today are observing the data warehouse. And if you look at a typical data pipeline, data warehouse is the rightmost step of the pipeline. This is where it's almost ready for insights. It's almost uh, is ready for analytics, right? We look at it as the last stage or last step of the pipeline. It's very crucial step of the pipeline because it's already been consumed. So monitoring that uh, data warehouse is important, but this is not where typically issues arise. The issues arise at the left of the pipeline, that is source system and data by nature is transformational, right? So throughout your pipeline, something is going wrong. 
and this could lead and first be seen in the data warehouse. Our philosophy is that you have to monitor the entire pipeline, not just your data warehouse, and protect your data warehouse, which is extremely important. So you can monitor data warehouse, but oftentimes it's not the source of issues. You have to monitor the sources of the issues for any kind of uh, outliers and drifts. So now can you explain data pipeline monitoring? When you look at the entire data pipeline, oftentimes it's shown as linear, but in a nutshell, it's in reality, it's actually a graph, right? Like you have sources that pump in data, it gets ingested, you might be using different tools for ingestion, transformation, it enters your data sources, and then it's consumed by your downstream, right? Now, when you look at it, you need to, a metric monitoring system like Telmi has to monitor every step in the pipeline in order to make sure there is no issues that get ingested by that specific step of the pipeline. Uh, the advantage of full pipeline monitoring is you get to the root cause or you get to the actual issue very quickly because closest to the source of the issue. So do you think there should be or there can be like a single data quality solution that uh, addresses all of these you know, different use cases? Depends, but I don't think we are ready right away for that because data quality, to be honest, uh, is so, so wide because uh, if you think about it, governance comes into that, cataloging comes into that, uh, master data management comes into that. So uh, if we look at data quality, it's definitely, there is going to be a lot of room for a lot of different tools, especially specialized tools. And the problem statement is so big that uh, you may need a, uh, pieces of these puzzles to work together. So lineage is one such example, right? Like um, you, you can do a little bit of lineage within your data warehouse, but if you want to do the full pipeline lineage and tie that back into who has access and governance and all, certain tools do that better than others. So there's definitely going to be room for a lot of specialized tools given the space. But data observability, I feel in itself is a huge category and um, and it, there's a very big problem to solve there. I can quote one um, uh, user of Telmine. He said that if you guys solve data observability properly, that's a big enough problem, right? Like um, I have tools for lineage, I have tools for other stuff, but um, let's make sure that we solve this problem. Okay, great. So uh, where does data testing fit into the, the observability stack? So I would uh, break down testing into two types, right? If you look at the previous generation data quality tools, they were heavily designed for policies, compliance, business policies, rule-based and stuff. Uh, they are still relevant. Business rules are still relevant. And no matter how much statistical analysis, ML stuff you do, there will always be a room to do a little bit of a rule-based stuff. The goal should be to reduce the dependencies on rules because they just don't scale. It's such a they don't scale in today's eco ecosystem. It's a lot of overhead on your data team, so you have to look at it very systematically to reduce the rules in your um, and you can reduce it through ML-based uh, uh, tools, uh, observability tools. Now there are other types of unit testing or even like uh, DQ testing tools like great expectations and DBT has some uh, rule-based approach, uh, including AWS DQ and all. So you may use that as well, but keep that in mind. So they are um, they're used to test your data and you can check completeness, null and other metrics, but they come with an heavy upfront cost. 
right, of implementing it, maintaining it, and even ongoing cost of maintaining it and managing it. So keep that in mind. And in philosophy, I suggest that reduce those rules. Don't bet heavily on that because that will, what we call as death by rules, that will get you into a trap of rule-based approach. And at what stage should companies invest in an observability solution? Uh, are there any prerequisites uh, in terms of the data stack? So first thing I would tell everybody is don't don't fear data observability. It's very easy to implement, get started quickly. It's a switch you can turn on very quickly. So when I say that, that means that if it's if it is easy to use, then you should get started as soon as possible. The way I look at data observability, it's hygiene. It's the right thing to do. It should be foundational. So get started as early as possible, even if you're just getting started with re-architecting your data pipelines. Or when you're adding new sources also, data observability will completely make that journey uh, much more easier. So get started as soon as possible. Don't have that fear in mind and just turn on that switch of data observability right away. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mona. Last question for you. What's the one piece of advice you have for companies looking to adopt an observability solution? So the main thing is make data observability a strategic priority. So today, a lot of companies know they have issues. They know that there are issues with data qualities that are directly impacting business. My advice would be make it a strategic priority, put KPIs around data observability, data quality monitoring, and initiate it as a very well-designed kind of corporate initiative, right? There's no other way that you can improve the reliability of the data set that's important to you unless you make it a priority. And whatever tools you may use, but make it a priority. Um, Thanks again for answering my questions, and you have a great day. Head bridge the gap between data people and non-data people. Join us on databeats.com.